1: That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We're
2: going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. From well on a bench in the biggest way possible, hanging out, the bad city, the bad apple with a bad apple with a bad apple, around a bunch of bad, bad tea, bad law, bad dude, bad bad ass, bad boys. We are live in the Magic City Studios in the Pharrell Police Road, the river woods from where Granny loves a couple puffs of the memory loss in New York City, the Big Apple. <coughs> People trust in Placid Band, do British Travels. I'm gonna imagine all my friends that come around, fight the fights of party, up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess, it's tied to my brain, splattered all over, man. I think I might have caught something from Keith. Hey, what's going on? for am with Mafia tonight. I think uh Mafia is doing it the rest of the week. Is that about right, Maf?
3: Yeah, that's correct. I'll be with you the next three nights.
2: There you go, Carver Highs out. I got the uh, Thumper going tonight, Mafia. After the Ballers, the Pharrell Ballers, a uh, eighteen point spread tonight in our final regular season game, uh, heading into the playoffs, we finish undefeated and a fifty three point blowout win. And I almost had the triple double, Maf. I had nine, eight, and seven nine points eight rebounds seven dimes and i'm feeling the
3: effects Respectable stat line
2: so i have to um i have to use the thumper tonight because my everything hurts my my legs hurt my feet hurt i'm sitting here right now just i got the thumper rock and everything i mean just everything uh i mean everything <laughs> it's just not a good scene. I so I have these um you know, I go I, I go get petties so that uh basically I keep my calluses and my feet massaged, basically. You know, I don't even care about the whole pedicure and the nails and all that. I don't do any clear on my nails. I don't I don't even care about any of that. She clips my nails, but I'm there for the massage. And uh, for the calves and feet massage and then your back massage and the chair. But this chick I went to last week or whatever, she, I mean, she uh, like callus removed me so hard. She was like, she did like my toes. Um, and me, I need those uh, calluses off my feet, the balls of my feet, not my toes. So like the tips of my toes have like like skin missing from this chick, you know, working an angle on me with the callus removal stick. And I, I got like these little teeny skin grafts going. And so like when I was playing in my LeBron's tonight, I felt like I had 10 blisters on my feet. It was awful. I blame her and I wish that she has a miserable Christmas. And I tipped her 20. No one tips the pedicure lady 20 bucks. No one anywhere they all give him five bucks 10 bucks tops I give them 20 so that they'll give me a good massage and then she still cuts my feet up I played in my uh, I played in my LeBron I got 15 bears of LeBrons but I played in a pair tonight I swear to God I, my feet felt like they were um, bleeding pus and on fire they hurt bad welcome all of our radio affiliates Pharrell on the bench at this time. Serious XM, or 1090, Sports Map, Sports Violent. So uh, I feel like I have open wounds on my feet, even though, on all my toes, even though I don't have any open wounds. She just, you know, calloused them and scraped them until there was no skin left. Like one of those, you know, mafia, like a criminal, trying to deface his fingerprints off his hand. You know, they... They, you know, grind off their their fingers, you know, like so there's no fingerprint. That's what she did to me. She tried to make me um, basically unfindable anywhere in the world. I can't be tracked with fingerprints uh, because she chafed them off my feet. Even though they can't use my feet to find me. Because I'm like a gazelle. I'm so fast. I'm quick. Fleet of feet.
3: Yeah, I think I've heard too many uh, cases being broken by toe prints. Toe prints.
2: But I have uh, my whole body hurts tonight. But how about that, Mafia? Almost a triple double. I, you know, 987, I would have been, I didn't even know. I knew I was getting a lot of rebounds, and I knew I had some nice dimes. I had some nice dimes tonight. I've got, I'm like Sabonis, the old man. I got, I got some dimes in me. I'm like a change machine. I'm just like, just dealing 53 point blowout win. I mean, we didn't even try and we beat them by 53. We just ran our game. We just ran our our offense and we we were blocking shots, getting every rebound. I mean, chicks dig us. They wanna sleep with us. Every time I go, there's more women cheering my name. Pharrell, oh Pharrell. The Pharrell ballers undefeated again. We've only done that about 12 times. And uh, we got to play. We're the number one seed. We'll be in the semis. Uh, We can be beaten. Anybody can be beaten. You have to play great to beat us, but we can be beaten. We need to work our ass off to win the chip. we got to get it done, son.
0: Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful?
5: may or may not be a good sports grid listener.
1: Test
4: yourself.
5: If you've ever been hospitalized after driving off the road while wishing on a shooting star, you may not be a good sports grid listener. Sports gaming strategies and info. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
3: You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench with Scott Pharrell.
2: for rolling a bench with Muff and I'm getting ready to watch Curry. I hear Steph Curry taking on the Blazers at the chase in the city. So he needs 16 threes to become the NBA's all-time three-point king and it's not really gonna happen tonight. I mean, he's never had more than 13. In his entire career. And the record is 14 by his teammate, uh, Clay Thompson. And, you know, I I actually think that it's kind of embarrassing that the entire world of sports has spent the entire day talking about this momentous occasion that he's going to become the all-time three-point king. um, And that tonight he can do it even though he's not going to do it. (laughs) That's my point. It's like they're selling it like that. We're going to watch the greatest thing that's ever happened in history tonight uh, against the Blazers when in all reality, uh, he's not going to do it. He's never done it. Never done 16. He's done 13. That's not 16. His teammate has the record at 14, and that's not 16. No one's ever done that. Now, if he drops 16 threes tonight, then he is the king. But nevertheless, he's the king anyway, because he's going to do it maybe you know, Friday night in Philly. or Saturday, excuse me. I think he's Saturday night in Philly. I was thinking about going to that game, to be honest with you. I got some business in Atlantic City, and um, I have a massive gambling uh, life. Just that's all I do is gamble and bet on sports, big, big time betting. And uh, Mafia knows that I have a problem, uh, and that that's all I want to do is uh, bet on sports and have sex. And the bottom line is, uh, I got to go to AC. I'm busy. I'm a busy guy. I got to go to the AC, and then what, I'm, you know, if I'm there anyway, you know, you might as well drop up over to Pharrell, Philadelphia. Hit up, uh, you know, my favorite uh, pork sandwich place, John's Pork Sandwiches. And then uh, go to the Sixer game against the Warriors. The Curry brothers battling it out Saturday night in Philadelphia. I mean, um, you know, at least the Sixers are good, unlike the Flyers, unlike the Eagles. I mean, they're not good, are they? I mean, those teams aren't good. The Sixers are the best team in Philly because they have uh, JoJo. It's that simple. And, you know, Green just got elbowed in the nose. I would love to see him uh, have his nose shattered into a million pieces. Uh, I think he's just such a male organ. I mean, honestly. I think he's a great player and uh, I think he's done a great job in his career. And I think he thinks he's actually which is funny he actually thinks he's better than he is right you know what I mean like I know you've seen him hit threes I know you've seen him score I know you've seen him ball I know you've seen him hit uh, rings he's got rings uh, he's done it all so I, I don't question his uh, his style of you know getting involved and, and winning and, and winning championships he's been a part of it for sure he's been a part of it. He just had a huge block. And he does play great defensively and do all the rest. The bottom line is is that um, he still thinks he's better than he is. I mean, he's a good player. There's no doubt he's a good player. He is so far from being a great player, it's not even funny. Like, I've seen him hit shots and everything. If you play enough basketball, you'll hit shots. Uh, But I just don't think he's that good uh, with the ball. And I think, you know, I think he's that good defensively. I don't think offensively he does it. So, to me, he's not an all-around player. I mean, he's, I think, a defensive specialist. That's it. I don't trust him uh, offensively. Now, I've seen uh, Curry now 0 for 2 from 3. He's shooting bricks right now. And, in fact, he has been shooting bricks lately in the last couple of games. He has not shot well lately. But everyone, you know, I mean, ESPN might as well have had a party at Bristol for him because the way they rolled out today being the night he's going to break the record. I mean, they rolled it out the record carpet for this guy. Like, it was all day Steph Curry on ESPN. They just couldn't stop talking about him. I mean, give me a break. It's a regular season game in early December. Who cares? I watch basketball. Because I love it, and it's on, okay? Uh, But I certainly don't watch thinking, wow, this December 9th game is really going to hold a lot of weight later in the season when they're looking for, uh, you know, positioning in the playoffs and home court. This this one game against the Blazers in early uh, December is going to make all the difference in the world. Give me a break. They talked about him so much today, I thought I was going to puke. I mean, honestly, like, do we not know he's going to break the record anyway? Unless something crazy happens, like he gets decapitated? I mean, the guy's going to... Did you not think all along, two, three years ago, that he was going to do this? He's not even old. Guy's got all kinds of ball left in him. I think. Mafia, do you think... Um, were you, I mean, are, are you surprised that they spent all day talking about him like he was uh, coming back from the dead or something like it was Jesus type stuff apocalyptic.
3: I'm not surprised they did, but I agree with you. It's you know, a little premature. You know it's not going to happen tonight. They could say all oh, they want. Oh well, maybe no. If it hasn't been done before, you're wasting your time getting ready for it tonight. Like you said, it'd be much better used getting all hyped up with the next game against go against uh, Philly. We actually going to have. A chance of him doing it. You know, it's like when you see these guys with the rushing records, like, oh you he just can see two hundred and eighty yards in this game and then he could be the the leader. It's like has that happened? Sure, but is it going to happen? No. So it'll be ridiculous. You know, relax. Get hyped up for the next one. But that's the way they do it with Steph Curry. That's the way they do it with you know certain guys that they like. You talked about that on the show earlier with, you know, everything's about Brady or there's always talking about LeBron. You know, they celebrated like the Lakers won the championship last night with that game against Boston, how well they played together. It was like, you know, the culmination. Like, this is the team we wanted. Now they're going to run 20 games straight from now on. Like, relax. It's one game.
2: It's one game. And I'll tell you what, um, how many people in the East Coast – do you think, are really watching this game? Like, it comes on at 10, starts at whatever, 5, 10 after 10, and then it's over at like midnight, right? Um, 12.30, it'll be over. Something like that. And all I know is people on the East Coast aren't staying up till you know, the end of this game. They're just not doing it.
3: Well, it's gonna be no, no. point in watching this game. It's gonna be a slaughter. No McCollum, no Lillard, who's gonna stay and watch this game for four quarters? No one.
2: I didn't even know Lillard wasn't playing. Not only that, I didn't even notice it that it was happening. Yeah, they have no chance in this game without those two. Of course, CJ McCollum has a bong torque. Bonk torque is when you have a collapsed lung from snapping too many five-foot tubes. Oh, shake it in. knows all the uh, games and all the tragedies and all the complexities and all the partying and the felons, the felonies. I know everything that's going on. So no one's watching this game except sucker old me. And earlier, the heat beat um, the box, the World Champs. They beat them. And it was unbelievable. It's Pharrell on the bench.
0: Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen posed that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling, the collide of football pads.
2: at their ass beat they were going through the motions
3: they were lifeless i don't like that or condone that at all i play it straight up yo
2: thinking uh you know who would i rather f marry or kill uh in terms of mariah carey and um JLo. you know what i mean and and uh, uh you know i had to i guess put a third name in there but uh, i decided not to um because uh, i thought you know i'd ask mafia at the very least you know first of all who he'd rather uh you know F Mary kill between those two. I mean, Mariah, who's now doing the 12 days of Christmas with McDonald's, which reminds me of a lard sandwich, a giant lard sandwich or, um, JLo, who, you know, is tapping Ben Affleck on a regular basis because they've been a hot item for a while now. Uh, the, you know, they had been together before, And I understand all that. It must have been great in the bed because uh, she came back to him. I mean, honestly, this guy's been uh, in and out, trouble, you name it, like with the party in. And now he's just living it up with her again. He was at the Laker game the other night, front row seats or whatever, the Nick game, one of the two. I think it was a Laker game. But um, which one, uh, Mafia? F. Mary Kill.
3: Uh, if you're gonna go with, man, you know, I'd say marry J Lo, even though she's, you know, had her, you know, guys that she's gone back from. You know, she's gonna marry a Rod. She was married to, with Mark Anthony, or she had the backup dancer she was hanging out with for a while. But I still think she's a safer bet because, you know, there's been a lot of craziness with Mariah over the years.
2: All right, I don't even, I don't even know what that means. Rick Caro is our uh, sports business and legal insider on Sports Grid, and on the bench, and on Coast to Coast. Here he is this evening. Fresh off the Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year Award to Tom Brady. Where was this uh, event held last night? Hard rock. Hard rock. There um, you go. It, uh, what did you think of him winning again uh, for, since the first time since '5?
5: Uh, well, he, he should have wanted more. Uh, but he was gracious, humble, all those kind of things. And I, I didn't uh, – it's uh, – you know, there was no suspense – and he and Gronk were there together. Uh, it was kind of an interesting night. Uh, Dan Marino was uh, uh, escorting people. Uh, uh, Ocho Cinco tried to stay relevant. Uh, Tyler Hero was best dressed. Uh, I uh, I didn't know that. Uh, I guess he could hang out there, understanding that the you know the the Heat has normal NBA schedule, but they didn't play last night wore this uh, kind of blood red suit I just don't understand it, but that's okay i'm uh, you know that ain't my crowd, but it is a crowd of people uh, who listen to your show so it was uh eye opening uh and hard rock of course have you have you ever stayed at the guitar hotel at hard I mean, rock? i've been there i've been there fifteen times yeah, of course you have you know there are rooms up in the upper right hand corner where kind of the guitar Uh, you know, kind of a normal guitar, but it looks like there are only like five or six rooms up there. I I don't know if you're designing a guitar. I I guess there are a few rooms that you you know charge for like you know ten grand a night, and those are the suites because those are up in the upper corner of the guitar where there's no other floors. I don't know how you get there, but uh, yeah, I stayed. I stayed there. I I stayed there one
2: night, and um, the uh, um, I, I remember I stayed there with this really um cool, great friend of mine, rich dude, very rich. And, um, he took us all to dinner. The dinner was like, I mean, 50 grand, there must've been 30 people there. It was crazy. this huge party. And, um, I stayed in a, a, a suite there that was so big. It was, I mean, it was like, um, I mean, I thought I was in the United Emirates. It was that big. The room was that big. And there was like, there was like six bedrooms in the suite. Like it was like a, I mean, it was like a vacation, villa in this thing. And we went in there and stayed, and there was uh, – I mean, everyone – it was the biggest party you've ever seen. There were people sleeping on top of each other. There was nudity. Everything happened there at the Hard Rock. I, I remember vividly staying there one night and partying pretty hard. Great place. Now, I want to ask you a couple of questions uh, before we get into the fifteen. So <laughs> I, I said today on Coast to Coast that uh, – I, you know, about the Mario Cristobal hiring – Right. That I'm, I'm okay with uh, their choice. Uh, I, I guess I have to be, right? Do I? I mean, they've mowed through coaches yeah, well, like you, that. You they you were, have no.
5: You, you have no choice. You have to be.
2: But why oh, do you have you no choice? Like? Well, I'll tell you why. Because um, here's the reason. I don't have a problem with him. I think. I think he did a uh, a decent job at at Oregon. Um, I'm not going to give you anything more than that. He won a Pac-12 title, and then this year uh, you beat Ohio State, and then you go get spanked by twice. Utah twice. Twice. And in the championship game, you get spanked by him right. again. And you're the head right. coach, and and you're and, and then they pay him eight million dollars to, I mean, for what? I, I mean, for what? But that's not my point. Here's my point. This is what I said on TV today. I believe. The problem with the U is not hard work, like he was selling at his press conference. That it's all about hard work, and we need to have people in here that want to work hard. Well, I said that you're not going to see uh, Benny Blades coming through the door, Ed Reed, uh, you know Ray Lewis. They're not coming through the door. Uh, Michael Irvin, not, he's not coming through the door. Uh, you know why? Because here's the problem at Miami. Um. And I have a a fan for 40 years, and I don't even think he can argue with me because they hire – they they recruit idiots. So uh, every player on the team is a showboat. Every player is a a cocky, look at me, look at me wear the turnover chain. I recovered a fumble. We're only down 24 in the game, but I recovered a fumble. So I'm going to go stand on the sideline for 10 minutes with a chain around my neck uh, showing my gold teeth to the nation on television. I'm going to go – Dance with my teammates on the sideline, even though we're down 24. Hey, did you see my new M-Series Beamer I'm driving? How about my new Gucci pants and Gucci glasses? You like my bling and my ice and my earrings? And how about my stripper girlfriend? I think Miami is thug city. They have a bunch of thugs playing for them that don't know how to play football, that don't listen, that are uncoachable. And are all the cockiest, no good, good for nothing, non-producing, non-winning hacks that I've ever seen at Miami in 40 years. I mean, they got the biggest bunch of losers I've ever seen playing there that think they're such hot potatoes. They think they're so great. They can't even consider winning the Coastal Division in the ACC, let alone another national championship in Coral Gables. And you know it. They're not winning a national championship in the next ten years. I will bet anyone any amount of money they don't even sniff it. I will bet you they don't make the college football playoff once.
5: Well, all right. Let me ask you this. I got two things to say about that. First is, uh, is this any different than the kids that they recruited in the in the in the eighties? Uh, are those kids more uh, sophisticated, more intelligent, more committed to football? Because they come they from the party more, right? but Central, they party more. Now, listen, they partied more,
2: but they won. And I'll tell you what else they did. They listened, and they were coachable under Howard Schnellenberger, Jimmy Johnson, and even, dare say, uh, Dennis Erickson. They were all coachable. They listened. They did what their coaches told them. No one's listening to Shannon. No one listened to Davis. No one listened to Manny Diaz. No one listened to that other hack they brought in from – uh, t- uh, from Temple, that, that Al Golden, Golden. Al Golden. Yeah, you what forgot. a that right. was an abortion, okay? Yeah. So, this is, they've got a bunch of coaches that have no juice with all these kids uh, from the hood and otherwise that don't listen to adults. They don't listen to so you don't, uh, their you, parents. You don't they don't listen to their teachers. They don't listen to coaches.
5: You don't think that Cristobal's reputation is such that he can recruit different kinds of kids and then get these kids to listen?
2: I believe that he is a good choice to try to resurrect a program that is already, um, it's bones underneath the ground. It's not even, there's no flesh. It's all bones. I mean, they're, they're six feet under. I mean, Miami hurricane football program is, is dead and buried. And, and you know what? I love them till the day I die. But the funny thing is, Rick, and you and I have been to a lot of games, you can't even argue with me. The program's dead. And, and and the they way, absolutely I'll, do not matter at all. I'll,
5: I'll, I'll support you. How about the stupid penalties? How about losing close games at the end of the game? You know, how about the uh, they probably led uh, all of college football in in personal fouls. Uh, and so they, you know that <laughs> talks about discipline, right? I mean, you you even when I, they lost, we the Tulsa. agree. My, my, my point is: Does Cristobal uh, turn it around in the right direction? I I think it's gonna,
2: it's gonna take a Herculean effort. I I think, honestly, he doesn't know what he's he's in for. I he's in over his head. And I'll tell you what, when they lost to Tulsa, like what twenty nine nothing in a bowl game, that was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my life, ever. Miami losing to Tulsa. I mean, honest to Christ, that was the beginning of the end for me. I was like, man, this program is absolutely
5: dead. Man, you know, how about Louisiana they can Tech? Sell it. How about how about fourteen nothing Louisiana Tech? Remember that bowl loss? We all, oh. yeah. And how about the Sun Bowl? You know they're going again with Washington State this year, but they they laid an egg in the Sun Bowl. So all
2: right, listen, Rick, uh, we'll come back and do the fifteen. I can't even take it anymore with the Miami Hurricanes. It's it's such a joke. I, I can't even talk about it anymore. We'll be right back.
0: Is America's primary system working?
5: When it comes to getting trusted sports gaming strategies and info, you can ask your dumb friend, Kevin, or you can just listen to us. We recommend us. And we won't ask to borrow your car either. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
1: You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench with Scott Pharrell.
2: Right, we're talking to Rick Harrow, our sports business legal insider from Harvard. Uh, so uh, the college football playoff is set, and we got 42 bowl games to go with it. Are you excited? I know you're uh, going to the Bahamas Bowl and then many others, uh, and you'll be wearing your sunblock.
5: Wear my sunblock, Bahamas Bowl has the best conch salad in the history of the world, uh, even if it's not the best game. yeah. everybody talks about too many bowls. Well, here's the thing. You realize there are – Seventeen six and six teams this year, uh, most of any, and there are five bowl games where six and six plays six and six, and so does it matter? No, because ESPN has all but three, and there's a avid group of fans who will watch the game. those are the people with a lot of money they 're the ones that buy stuff, and the bowls seem to continue to work it 's the highest educated, the highest demographic of any bowl and hey how about steven ross congratulations by the way i'm sure it'd be denied but he engineered his alma mater and great team michigan to play in that semi at hard rock his own stadium against georgia that'll be an interesting game but we're not there yet that's still two weeks away so are you going to go to that one I don't know yet. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of games to go to. I'm going to the Sugar Bowl. I'm going to the Fenway Bowl, which is an inaugural game. I'm going to the Pinstripe, but those are in New York and Boston two hours apart. Got a lot of decisions to make after the Bahamas Bowl. We'll have to see. And, of course, I'm not going to El Paso because we, you know, aforementioned University of Miami-Washington State. I'll watch it on TV.
2: I mean that's embarrassing. Don't I? I ever really, they've been to that Sun Bowl before. It's so embarrassing that that's the best they can do. I mean, does that not let you know where you stand in the world? It really does to me. I, I can't even look at it. I mean, that's so it, it's laughable. Let me ask you this question: Why in God's name would you not go to see Michigan and Georgia in the Hard Rock when your buddy? Uh, basically owns the stadium like uh, and you live and you're 35 minutes from the door i mean what when did you and i not go to a game that was that big in your own backyard i mean don't, yeah, lie, to but me. except on, don't I, lie to me don't lie to me you're be, going to that game
5: well i'll be in the northeast during christmas and then the question is you know when do i go to uh, uh, and that got to be in new orleans for uh, uh, the uh, the panthers on that sunday and sugar bowl on the saturday uh, the answer is I'll figure it out. If, if we can get the sports grid private jet, it would make things easier.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sure they'll uh, get the, the the jet all lubed up and fueled up for you because <laughs> uh, I'm not going to be using it. I'll be working. I'll be working oh, I'll all be right. I'll be working on Christmas. Uh, to you know, They told me forget about the jet. Forget about the Caribbean. Forget about your family. Uh, forget about Santa Claus. Forget about the kids. Forget about anything. We need you to work for us. So I, you know, as usual. You're working Christmas
5: uh, I, week. You're well, working I, you Christmas know, it's night?
2: No, just Friday? just like uh, Christmas Eve, apparently. So I'm. Yeah, Christmas I'm gonna, Friday.
5: All right. Well, I'll well, be so on so with I, you if you want me to be, because there's nobody well, else. That I, I will think be. it's
2: important that I think it's important that you know I put. Uh, The jet and the parties and the strippers and the blow and the, you know, uh, the binge shopping and uh, smash and grabbing and uh, carjackings and, you know, the things that I usually do on Christmas um, uh, that I put that aside and make, you know, my priority, Uh, you know, broadcasting uh, on the night Santa rolls. As you know, here's a little tip for everybody that that runs. Um, networks and that, uh, you know, is in the television business. Uh, just just a little tip. I'm going to give you a little tip right here. No one watches television on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day uh, when Santa Claus is out, you know, delivering gifts. He's very busy and people are focused on their families that day and not on uh, sports or television. Like, what when people on t- on Christmas Day they watch that stupid kid with his um, with his you know gun uh, and, and you know the guy with the leg uh, Christmas lamp? What's the show they uh, you know what's the what's the Christmas show? You're looking uh, Mafia? For Christmas
5: story. That's
2: a, yeah. Christmas Christmas. That's story. what people watch. Do you honestly? Yeah, think and they watch. That people they are watch gonna watch me.
5: Quadruple header. How about the five NBA games? Back to back to back to back to back to back
2: to back. Well, that's what they're not going to watch. They're not going to be watching me.
5: Oh, all right, yeah, okay. Well, you're, it's a fair point. That's a Saturday, <laughs> though. You're not working anyway.
2: I, I'm not. Listen, all I know is is that people watch A Christmas Story, and they watch the NBA. I could do the yeah. show naked, and I couldn't get viewers.
5: I mean, oh, honestly. Wouldn't that yeah, right. You naked would would distract from uh, you know the quality of the performance anyway. I mean, regardless. I'm of naked right
2: now. I'm naked right I now. I almost, tri- I, I almost had a I almost had a triple double tonight, Rick. Uh, nine, eight, and seven—not bad for a 56-year-old guy. And my the yeah. team won by 53. But let's talk about uh, more business because we got a haul ass now. <laughs> right. uh, in, in the days following Riley's shocking departure from USC, another um, you know going to USC from Oklahoma, the backstabber that he is. Uh, another took place is Brian Kelly, who's a just the scum of the earth, this guy, out recruiting kids to Notre Dame, lying to their face and their families as he was going to LSU the whole time. And let me tell you something, Rick, real fast. It's real simple. No one in the history of modern civilization leaves Notre Dame and gets away with it. <laughs> he's not going to do anything at LSU. He's not going to win a national championship. He's not going to win anything. Because you know what happens when you lose at LSU? You lose a couple games and they want you fired. And so yeah. uh, he went from so. the cushiest job and the most important job in the world is when you're the head coach at Notre Dame. When you're at LSU, all you do is cheat.
5: Yeah, well, listen. Uh, he's, he's getting the nine million. Right. He's getting a longevity bonus of 500000 a year. And he gets the buyout of the LSU deal. And, by the way, how about Odron? He goes to the mailbox 18 times uh, first of the month to pull out a million-dollar check. So he'll no he doesn't deserve it. at Odron.
2: He doesn't deserve it because he's a crappy coach and he did not win a national championship at lsu uh, joe burrow and, and uh and jamal chase won a national championship at, at lsu ed orgeron had nothing to do with it and if i'm wrong then why was he such a fat hack coach the rest of the time i mean the, the, he went downhill faster than a snowball avalanche i mean honestly what did he do down there besides watch a bunch of nfl players win a title he had nothing to do with it let me tell you something name one guy Ever in the history of football that walked away from Notre Dame? Name one. Uh, You either die or you're fired at Notre Dame. There's no other walking away. He's the winningest coach in Notre Dame history, and he will be the most vilified coach in the history of Notre Dame. Lou Holt? Vilified. And and here's another point. Here's another point. They didn't even want him, they wanted Jimbo Fisher for $125 million. They gave Kelly, $95 million with all those bonuses that he won't get because uh, he was second. He was the second choice. He wasn't the first choice. Is there anything worse than being the second choice?
5: No. Uh, by the way, I'm surprised at that whole that whole deal, as you are, although you know, you're more surprised than I am, quite clearly. But this is the year for it. And, by the way, you don't have to be a good coach when you perform. You have to be a good coach when you negotiate your buyout initially. And then – you get a guarantee. It's not called a guarantee. It's called you can fire at will, but you get the buyout. And therefore, that's the end of the day. And so if you were CEO of a corporation, you'd get stock. These guys don't get stock. They get a contract. you can be fired at any time, but you get the buyout.
2: I think that's absolute BS. And, and it is the worst dirtiest kind of business I think I've ever seen. What happened to sports betting in Florida? What the Sam hell happened?
5: Yeah, and uh, I was with a couple of the guys who had always had planned their casino operations to begin three weeks ago. Uh, we were so, we were so close. It's not over because it's an expedited appeal. Expedited appeals on constitutional cases may take as long as a year. <laughs> so uh, we're not prepared for gambling anytime soon. And you know, Hard Rock shut down the server in far as far as taking remote bets. And uh, there was uh, some discussion about whether you know betting uh, in the state. And on property uh, means you have to be physically on property or can you use a server? And the answer is all these states have said if you are betting through a server on Indian land, it counts as being a part of that process. But in Florida, they didn't get the message. And I don't know what happened other than 40 years ago. We thought it was going to happen the next week. And now, 40 years later, we're still waiting.
2: Uh, I mean, to tell you, that is so uh, it's so backward assed that. I mean, it is so embarrassing what happened in Florida with sports betting that they cut that uh, cord and they're not going to do it. And, and, you know, as far as I'm concerned, appeal this. They're not going to. It's not happening. It's not happening. Let me tell you another thing. Uh, The fact that they let those Miccosukee and Seminole people control gambling in the state of Florida and that you can't bet on sports. I mean, it's criminal. I mean, it is it is absolutely the greatest felony in the history of modern civilization that they get away with murder, but nobody else can. And that they're drowning in money and nobody else can make any money in the monopoly that they have over gambling in that backward ass. No state tax. Governor DeSantis, the greatest idiot on Earth, besides that. A green woman in Arizona. Those two should be lovers. They're such stupid asses. I mean, you have the dumbest governor in the history of politics, the dumbest man ever. That is the dumbest just, man on the face of the earth. And don't even argue with me.
5: Uh, well, let me argue with you just for this one, that he did put the compact together, which was a uh, two and a half billion to the state over five years as part of the deal. Uh, the lawyers couldn't defend it and get it through. So the answer was, should they try it another way? Yeah, in retrospect, so. But if the deal gets upheld in court, he'll be, uh, you know, uh, acknowledged as a hero for breaking through that Miccosukee-Seminole deal. And the state would have gotten $2 billion over five years. And it's, I do not believe it's over. It's over in the early, in the, in the next month or two, but it's not over long term.
2: He's a murderer. That guy's a murderer. He killed. How many people did he kill with the COVID? He's a murderer. He should be in jail. I mean, he told everybody, don't wear a mask. Uh, there's no such thing as COVID. I mean, and that guy Abbott in Texas, he should be doing life, too. He's another murderer. All of them murderers. And that that, that absolute hooker, she's a hooker, that woman. She is an absolute prostitute out in Arizona. And I hope, I literally hope that she dies on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, I hope she dies. I really do. I pray to God that she goes away. Like in a fire or something, right? Like the Christmas tree catches her hair on fire and then she blows up and burns in front of her children. Mafia, can we get that arranged? Is there any chance we get that arranged? I can't do it on Christmas Eve, I'm busy. But maybe you could call some people out in Arizona that that don't like people that we could have. Do you know the people that you know Mafia with the baseball bats? that drive around in the Cadillacs late at night in the Bronx. All right, Rick, great stuff tonight. I love you. Thanks for coming on and talking bad about people.
5: Wonderful. Happy holiday. We'll talk next week. Bye.
2: (laughs) Yes. Praise the Lord. Mafia is is looking up his friends out in in the West Coast, and they are just going to do damage to that prostitute.
0: including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from sling, the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice, But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
2: the problem with people. Everybody expects every team in the effing league to win the Super Bowl. One team wins. The rest of them lose.
5: Nothing for you. How about that? One last indignity. You
2: know, uh, one of the stories that uh, Rick was going to uh, talk about this week on the, on the 15, which We only got through three of them because of me. I'm a jerk and sometimes mafia knows I just don't follow the rules and such because we don't believe in rules and such. When we started living like freaky beatniks, all I know is I do whatever I want and if you don't like it, have a sandwich with mayonnaise on it like a little girl, okay? they're tomato lips, I do whatever I want and I'm good at it. Uh, So anyway, here's the deal. One of the stories was about the Nets uh, remain open to trading Kyrie Irving. Uh, The no trade is imminent and talks have not been flying. Now, what I wanna say is, you know, there's talk of, you know, that the Nets were making, uh, taking calls on Irving for sure that, uh, Nets have been taking calls on Irving, but neither indicated if the Nets were making uh, those same calls as well to other teams trying to, you know, trade him away. If they were active in shopping Irving. And I think it's more of of the former. I think it's teams are calling the Nets interested in in Kyrie Irving. When we come back, I'll tell you why I wouldn't want to trade for him. Uh, I'd rather have lymphoma. I'd rather have lymphoma than have that. Whack job, immature, prima donna, a-ass hat, dig a hole. I cannot stand this guy. He'll ruin your team.
0: Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more